Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 21st of April. And on this day in Christian history, we're going to be looking at the theme of the so-called New Atheism. And we travel back to the year 2009 and go to Yale University in America, where the British literary theorist Terry Eagleton gave the lecture series titled Faith and Fundamentalism. Is belief in Richard Dawkins necessary for salvation? It was delivered as part of the Dwight H. Terry Lectureship, a series that had been established in 1905 through the legacy of Mr. Terry of Bridgeport, Connecticut. The annual series would last for three or four lectures and be delivered over two weeks. The wide remit that was given to prospective speakers was to address issues concerning the ways in which science and philosophy inform religion and religion is applied to human welfare. And it reflected Yale's Puritan roots. See the pod of March the 12th and March the 22nd. It is currently one of Yale's most distinguished lectureships and it has yielded important and enduring books, such as Carl Gustav Jung's Psychology and Religion and Paul Tillich's The Courage to Be. Unusually for this historical podcast, I will be speaking in the present tense. As Professor Eagleton has the title of the Distinguished Professor of English Literature at Lancaster University, based in the northwest of England. An unusually creative mind, he has had a prolific academic career that has spanned Manchester, Cambridge and Oxford. The author of many studies of literary, cultural and political criticism and also plays for both stage and television in Britain and Ireland. In spite of this, during the first lecture in Yale, he admitted an ignorance of both theology and science, which he felt actually made him well-placed to offer a critique of the new atheists. Recalling his experience as a Catholic student at Cambridge, in the orbit of the Dominican theologian Herbert McCaig, he felt that even though it was not his primary topic, he had enough theology, and I quote, to be able to spot when someone like Richard Dawkins or Christopher Hitchens, a couplet I shall henceforth reduce for convenience to the solitary signifier, Ditchkins, is talking out of the back of his neck. American journalist Gary Wolfe had coined the term New Atheism in 2006 to describe the positions promoted by some atheists to the 21st century who are highly visible in the media landscape. As a reaction to the 9-11 terror attacks, Sam Harris had published The End of Faith, Religion, Terror and the Future of Reason, and it had become a bestseller in the United States. Emboldened by the success, a future book had turned his fire 
on North Americans' Christian heritage. In 2006, the English author Richard Dawkins had published The God Delusion, which was on the New York Times bestseller list for 51 weeks. A year later, Dawkins joined Harris at Christopher Hitchens' residence in Washington, D.C. for a private, two-hour, unmoderated discussion with a fourth prominent atheist, Daniel Dennett. The event was videoed, and the men were collectively referred to as the Four Horsemen of the Non-Apocalypse. However, as it started to fizzle out, it was clear that New Atheism was neither a movement nor new, but it was in effect a mere marketing ploy. What was new was the publication of atheist material by big-name publishers read by millions and appearing on bestseller lists. At the turn of the millennium, the internet had evolved and in particular social media was rewarding bully pulpits and it seemed to be penalising nuanced debate. Dawkins was particularly provocative. Describing religion as the indoctrination of of children, a form of abuse. And he relentlessly suggested the social harms caused by perpetuating ideologies founded on belief in the supernatural. In many ways, it was the beginnings of what might now be called cancel culture, as he campaigned for universities to close down theology departments. Ironically, the rise in Islamic terrorism had been linked to the perception of humiliation. The new atheists, by pouring scorn on any type of religion, by grouping together billions of people who believed very different things, and by the intellectual superiority of the tone of their books and their arguments, were just embodying this sense of humiliation and frustration. And this was at a time when The Economist magazine was pointing out that globally, the number of atheists was declining because of the inconvenient fact that religious groups and religious migrants in particular were having more children. Professor Eagleton, who acknowledged the influence that both Marxism and Catholicism had had deeply on his life, had already written a famous review of Dawkins' books, The God Delusion, for the London Review of Books, questioning his methodology and his understanding, and suggesting that Dawkins had not been attacking organised faith so much as a sort of historical straw man, seeing religion and fundamentalist religion as one and the same. Imagine someone holding forth on biology, whose only knowledge of the subject is the book of British birds, and you have a rough idea of what it feels like to read Richard Dawkins on theology. His Terry lectures 
gave him the opportunity to develop this critique. Pointing out that the type of faith that had emerged out of the Second Vatican Council and its subsequent presentation of the Gospel was difficult to so easily turn down and dismiss. He used his lens of literary criticism when he stated that it was a category or of genre error when religion was seen naively as an alternative or a challenger somehow to science. He carried on to explore the limits of liberalism, the relationship between faith and reason, and finally the difference between culture and barbarism. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the Coinage Act of 1864 that mandated the inscription of In God We Trust on North American money. A surprise in particular in a state which had made the strict separation of church and state a fundamental part of its constitution. If you wish to visit the blog and leave a comment, you're very welcome, or commission a podcast for your own organisation, then the website is www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. pogppod at gmail.com. It's taking a little bit of time to get my replies out. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.